What's going on, everybody? We're coming to you live from Farmington Hills, Michigan. I'm Will. This is Nate, aka yes, Siren, aka something else. Uh, but we're—I mean—we're out here at TAC Records. It's a great day. Yes, sir. About to do uh, number eight. This is number eight, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah. How you feeling? I feel great. How about you? I'm cold. Yeah, it's always it's cold, cold here. out here. The heat. Yeah. We got a little problem with the heat right now, but we're gonna get that fixed. We'll get it. This we'll week. Get, hopefully, yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, without further ado, though. Yeah. We have a very, very special guest, very important member of the TAC family. Um, we got Devin Gilliam, Rare Dot Image. Yeah. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Am I saying that right? Okay. Rare Dot IMG on Instagram. He got angry one time, so I just wanted to, you know. Yeah, he did yell at us. It's just Rare Image. This guy is one of the most creative, talented musicians, videographer, editor just he's got the vision man he's got it all when it comes to create creative knowledge i should 100%. say um he just directed the open-ended questions music video by two six so yeah. if you could give us a little backstory on that i would love to hear what you have to say about hell that. yeah all right so that video was the second one i shot with chance mm-hmm. after the first one like the first one was just kind of him warming up to the camera just some easy stuff nothing like super flashy mm-hmm. and then like one day I was just in my car and like I was like watching other music videos to try and get like inspiration and see what's like hip down river Detroit area. And like I noticed most of the music videos were like effect heavy. Like they were just kind of different scenes and shots and like didn't have like any kind of like story to them. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, and I was just really missing like older music videos that like didn't have that like story that did have that story element to them. Yeah. And I think I was ranting to Chance and you guys at the Black Friday event All Yeah put on. Shout out to All Yeah. Oh yeah. So I was ranting to you guys about that and uh you brought up Chance's new album and I was like, is there any songs on there that tell a story? And I think it was you, Nate, that was like open-ended questions. And Chance yeah, sent it to yeah, me. It was. So I literally played it like in the, the shop. Spot. And <laughs> I was spot. like, I played it in the shop and I was like, someone give me paper. And like <laughs> we went and stole like flyers and like a Sharpie. And like I was just sketching yeah. almost the whole video right there. And then best part about that was that was my fucking poster. You guys were writing out the whole sketch of the music video on. No, no. I got them from some girl behind the counter. Not that extra one. Cause I oh, went to my, I only grabbed I think two pieces of paper. So if you use more than no, two pieces I did of paper, use more. <laughs> Will had to give me more paper. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I sketched it out there, pitched the chance, and like I could see he probably thought I was fucking crazy, <laughs> just just chicken scratch on a piece of paper. Dude, you were doing this in like the middle of like, I don't know if it was a uh, rehearsal, it? but there was like performances or something was being like, it might've been during their podcast. I was like, it might've been, but like you're sitting there and this guy filled up this, these pieces of paper in literally like five minutes. He's like, I just heard some lyrics and stuff came to my head. And, and, yeah. and then seeing like how it actually turned out. It's crazy. Yeah, big time. crazy. Dude. Yeah. I feel like that's a big thing when like I'm pitching to clients is like, I probably sound fucking insane, but like it's cause I see the vision and like part of what I'm saying is like the path to that vision mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes it seems a little, like, rocky, but, like, I see the vision and, yeah. like, it will turn out good. Yeah. The creative mind you have just in a lot of this shit, and I've been lucky to experience it for, like, three years, four years now. And, like, I remember there was some, I can't remember exactly what song it was, but we're filming in your basement. 
and you were like, remember that Eminem commercial for the Super Bowl? I was like, yeah. And he was like, how he was kind of like versing himself, and they were going bar for bar. And I was like, yeah. So then this dude had me in boxing gloves doing both side punch scenes. Yeah, and that he was, was about the to have like video. us verse each other, yeah. like myself versus myself. And too bad we never got to see how that because we still to this day have to do it. I was day missing. I like started cutting that video together, and I was missing one shot, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Fuck this!" And like I texted <laughs> Will, but he was like. Where were you? You were like out of the state. I might have been. I think but you were on spring break or maybe something. Even, oh, it could have been that or Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach, yeah. yeah. So you were out, and I was like, "Fuck it," and I just scrapped the whole thing. Yeah, it would it would have been cool, but like I feel like the two videos you and me have done have been very like all of a sudden it's that day we decide okay yeah. this is the day we can record and it's very organic and then the the one video plot went perfectly and the other one didn't really just like me partying but. They all came together like those videos and me texting people to pull up like organically. So mm-hmm. I feel like those those videos were just better than twenty one would have been. You know what I mean? See, I disagree. Though. Okay. Only because I feel like twenty one had more like a cool story. So like even though it's like one of those hard like songs, like mm-hmm. through the video, it's kind of like you fighting your old stuff. So like now you're twenty one, you're like fully adult. Like it would have been like deeper well we can i mean so it's can, not like it would have been necessarily cooler it just would have had like yeah. a deeper meaning well if you still want to do it it's coming to apple music soon so we can we can still do a video for it oh we already got a couple lined up yes sir what other artists have you done videos for just will and chance really shout yeah. out to six so like you're new into the music video game a little bit not really though no like you've all i'm sure you've always like played around with it you know so like but yeah like, i guess how it's, many videos have you done So there's four that are out, but I've actually shot probably six or seven. So there was a few that didn't ever like fully come to fruition, Mm -hmm. but the four that are out were good. I like them too because if you watch them, you can literally see my skill level getting better and better. Better a lot, yeah. But who were some of the artists? It was just Will and Chance, you said. Uh Yeah. Start reaching out to my guy. Go watch that open-ended questions, and I promise you're gonna want to. Hell yeah. Nice. Oh, man. Sick. My bad. <laughs> Good fucking job. But yeah, no, people need to reach out to this dude because I've I said it more recently, but he has been for the last good three years, four years, Mr. Behind the Scenes. He really has helped some of the most up and coming guys, not just down river, but in Michigan with a lot of different shit. So, like, definitely go reach out to him because his mind and his product speak for itself. Speaking on the TAC family. Uh, you helped set all this up. We yes, paint, you did. You helped paint I these did. walls, that blue wall. I mean, how's that feel to finally see it all, you know, Finished up and running? Right Dude, it's crazy because, like, I almost feel like I was just kind of thrown into it just by chance because, like, Will, a few months ago, had texted me. <laughs> I see what you did there just by chance. Oh, damn. I, I didn't even catch it. I knew he was laughing as soon as he left. <laughs> but, no, Will had texted me about a podcast, and, like, I didn't give it a second thought, really. I was like, I have a couple ideas. I was like, because I talked with Colton about doing a podcast, too, Uh and he's talked about doing one. So, like, I had a bunch of ideas on, like, a podcast and, like, stuff to do to help it. And then I was here, and I just ended up helping and then just not stopping helping. (laughs) Welcome to the team. (laughs) It's the, like, perfect thing that we were missing, I swear. Yeah. I swear. And, and that's the thing. Like, you and Chance and myself, I think we all have great minds for music and great minds for just 
media and gen- like marketing just, and just creative promo and shit like that. Yeah, just stuff. creative brains. And then he was just that like we didn't know we needed four, but so much work. Yeah, this guy puts in the work, the Thanks. hours. It's I, I just want to thank you for how much you've actually helped out because it. I don't want it to go undervalued or underappreciated because yeah. it really does mean a lot to all of You're us. You're a big member of this team. And it's, it's awesome to have you. And speaking of it, hopping on this that train, blue man. wall, that blue wall, you that got, blue wall. You got a lot you can do with that. Yeah. So what, much what, what kind of what kind of things do you see yourself using uh, or doing with that wall? Well, obviously, we have a taste of the stuff with the. Yeah, with the Blue Wall performances. Mm-hmm. So, like, a couple of that. There's one really cool idea I just pitched to Will for one of his videos. I don't want to spoil it too much because, like, to me, it feels very innovative in what's going on a lot downriver. It's probably not, like, super new, but, like, it's just something you're not seeing as much, and I think it's very underutilized. I'm, I'm so fucking excited to do it. Just, I mean, I was excited just off him texting me, like, Yo, I got an idea for your video, and it's going to be hard. Like, this is some different shit. This guy's got a Cole Bennett-like mind, I should Facts. Say. And, uh, but yeah, that that should be fun, and it should be probably coming out around this time when when this will be dropping. So be on the lookout for that. That would be all him. Mm-hmm. You recently dropped an album, mm-hmm. uh, what, Stories Under Moonlight, I believe? Yes, yep. sir. Tell us a little bit about that. When did you start music? You know, when did... When did you find a passion for music? And I just want to hear all that. So I kind of always had this, like, passion for music. Uncle was a drummer. Cousin had bands. Multiple cousins had bands. You've been around it forever? Yeah. So, like, young, I start guitar lessons. I think that was the first instrument. And then, well, minus playing drum stuff. But that was mostly self-taught. So drum or guitar was the first like formal lessons i had then piano and then voice for a while and uh i just kind of always had this thing for music and then my buddies like music too we also were kind of obsessed with the tv show glee oh what a fucking tv show so we all decided to form a band and we called ourselves 10 percent candy which I made even, like, T-shirts, too. I used to be, like, in my basement with, like, that, like, spritzer bottles of, like, dye you can buy. And then I'd tape, like, on a T-shirt to make mm-hmm. it look like a piece of candy and then spray around it. It was probably the cheapest thing looking ever. But, like, it said 10% candy. It was nerdy and gross. But, uh... <laughs> if only the OGs <laughs> know about 10% candy, man. Dude, yeah. For real. As a band, we probably broke up and got back together couple hundred times how old is this uh this was like through middle school oh okay so yeah that makes sense so like i think we formed like our fifth grade year and then like i think the last time we broke up was sometime in like seventh grade oh wow yeah it was crazy we had members drop out for long periods eventually they came back until eventually it was just me and ricky oh ricky the only one still making music ricky rose you never touched on stories under moonlight, though. Oh, like, oh yeah, did, dude, that's even way farther. I like down having the, line. the history of like it leading up to it, but you know, like I want to hear a little bit about yeah, that album. Yeah, yeah. All right, so stories under moonlight was the first of my rebranding because my government name I decided I wanted to reserve for like other projects. So like when I direct videos, I direct under D Gilliam. Mm-hmm. So like I wanted more for like the formal stuff have my government name, and then. So I switched to Rare Image just because 
there was it's a combination of two things. One, there's this like sad Twitter page I followed that was like rare.jpg. And then there was this cute girl whose like tag on Instagram was her name.png. So like I was like, okay, I'm gonna just combine those. So that way, and like I went and checked all social medias too, because I was like, can I get this name on social media? So that way, market myself. Yeah. And then um, it was available on most, except for ones where like they don't let you put the period in the name. Uh-huh. Garage band. <laughs> Garage band. So I just snagged up that username on everything and then rebranded myself. And around that time, too, I was talking with Colton on Camp Currency One. And we were talking about like new music and stuff, and he was like, "Dude, I played um, how to win you, how to win your heart, which is out. I don't know if it'll be out under my new name by the time this comes out, but right now it's still under my old name. But um, I played him that, and he's like, "Dude, that would sound so sick with a rock beat." And like I put a rock beat on it, and it was like, eh. so like I just went and made a rock song, which was in my bed off the album. Mm-hmm. So I made that. That was the first one I made. And I played it for him. He's like, dude, that's your genre. And I was like, all right. So Colton pretty much convinced me to do a whole pop punk album. And so, like, I waited a few months before I actually wrote anything else. But except for that one song, all those were written in, like, three weeks. Oh, really? Written and recorded within, like, three weeks. Hmm. And then another, like, week or two after I sent the stems to Chance. So, yeah, that was a relatively short project. Huh. When did you meet Chance? When did I meet Chance? I had met Chance probably, what are we, in December? So probably about a year ago from December. Yeah, around that. So like probably like eight months before that album. Because like we had tapped in Chance for Camp Currency to do some live engineering. And then Will had been recording with them. Mm-hmm. And I think Will had texted me to pull up to the studio one day. So I just came, chilled, took pictures and stuff. So, yeah, I pull up to the studio, take some pictures for Will. Then, like, a few weeks later, uh, ASAP AG pulls up. And Will's like, come out and take pictures again. So I come out, take pictures. I think I was supposed to talk to Will about a music video, too. That was the, I think <coughs> that was the day we were going to do uh, the Top Floor Bound video. Or Basics. It was one of the two. Um, but yeah, you pulled up and Alec was recording before. Shout out ASAP AG real quick. Um, but yeah, that was w- one of the first times around there. Yeah, so there was that and then Camp Currency and all that. And at Camp Currency, I talked to Chance and got him on the song that's on my last album. So I hit him up with that one. And then I was like, I'm going to send you my album to mix. And he's like, bet. He's like, if it's like the one we did, I'm going to love it. Yeah. And I was like... Actually, that's the only song like that on the entire album. <laughs> this is like, and oh, then I was bad. like, oh, it's a pop punk album. And he's like, never done that before. I was like, you're going to learn today. <laughs> and you you can ask him. Some of those songs were a bitch to mix. But um, he, he did a thing on that bitch, too. I know. I think The Silence, which I'm on with Lil Siren, he said he spent like three hours just mixing. Yeah, I didn't do I did. I did decent on that song. Not my best work. I like it. Yeah. It's still one of my favorites. On it's album. a good song. Don't get, like overall, it's a oh, yeah. good song. But that's I just, like my biggest thing. Why I don't like listen to that album anymore is just because like how much my voice grew from making that album. I know I could do that album better at this point, uh, which will definitely be shown in like the next music release. 
speaking of that, when do you plan on like releasing new music, new singles, new projects, videos, whatever, whatever venture you got going on? When do you see that? So we'll start with music. So I have four projects lined up for this year. Uh, double, two of them is a double like side A, side B album with Rose Two Three Nine. My boy Ricky. We'll get into that in a second. Yes, oh, yeah. sir. That album is uh, over two years in the making. Wow. Bro, that, that wow. album is over like seven years in the making. Really? It's since like our childhood. It's yeah. probably like two dozen years in the making. But the actual recordings are over two years. There's little recordings from over two years ago I'm using on the album. Wow. Which is insane to me. What other future projects you got going on? So that one... With Rose, is probably dropping early February, around Valentine's Day. And then I wanted to do a sequel to Stories Under Moonlight, even though I don't like it anymore. So, like, Stories Under Moonlight was kind of, like, an exploration into the pop-punk genre. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those beats on there kind of pay homage more so to, like, that older pop-punk sound. And then this new one is going to kind of take it back to, like, the modern what's going on in the pop-punk sound which is that older sound, but with a lot more, like, trap elements. Okay. That sounds, like, rapidly growing right now, too. Yeah. That pop mm -hmm. punk. Like, it's... I'm not going to say rapidly growing, but it's, like, making a comeback. Mm -hmm. Like, it used to be, lit, you know, back in, like, early 2000s, like, middle mm -hmm. 2000s, and then it just kind of disappeared for a second. I think MGK is really the one that really brought it back. MGK coming a fucking pod. Like, I don't want to... I don't know if I'm forgetting people, but, like... Travis you know Barker saying? coming back. I was going to say... You know what I'm Travis, well, Travis Barker did... Went into the rap game after yeah. Blink One Eight Two broke up that one mm -hmm. time, and he has his own album that has like Lil Wayne and all that. Yeah, Cypress yeah, yeah. Hill, the yeah. song with Cypress Hill on it is really good. But then like Black Bear, Indior, mm -hmm. they all kind of as a group. Not really Black Bear at first, but um, Ian. So yeah. like Ian Dior Ian and Dior, MGK yeah. are probably the two that brought it to like mainstream. Ooh, but like Youngblood right before, I was gonna say right before yeah, they started, yeah. you have like Youngblood, Mod Sun. Mm -hmm. Those guys kind of... The other guys, though, just really took it to another level. Yeah. Though, you know? They made it mainstream again. Yeah. 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 And, like, you can see they all work with each other and stuff. Yeah. A lot sure. of artists like Black Bear did his pop punk album. Demi Lovato just switched to pop punk, too. Mm. Miley Cyrus did a rock album, which is not pop punk, but close enough. You touched on your album going in a... Coming out February, you said around Valentine's Day with uh, Ricky. What's your relationship like with him? Like, why did you guys come up with the idea to, you know, come up with an album? So I think we became friends in elementary when we joined Little League. His dad was the coach. And, like... What, what sport? Baseball. All right. And uh, my... His mom graduated with my mom's brother. So your uncle? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, like, they knew each other. So, like, it just all ended up me and Ricky being friends. And, like, we were probably, like, the best friends you can be up until about high school. And then we drifted slightly, but... <coughs> oh, no. Then we drifted slightly, but, like, still good friends. And then, like, I had dropped... You guys had dropped Heartbreaker. Fuck. At some point in high school. God, we almost made it. We almost made it 10 episodes without bringing up that damn song. You know I had to. I know. So okay. you guys had made Heartbreaker, and I had dropped a song immediately after, like a week later, that I had been working on, which is actually a really good song, even for me not being able to like mix or have the voice skills I do now. 
I don't remember what it's called though. But uh, <laughs> so I dropped that, and then Ricky hit me up and started talking about like all the mixing and recording stuff, and like we just started working together on music, and then like, yeah. Just the rest is history. Yeah, that's Ricky's. just how it started, and then like it never stopped. That's the homie, yeah, man. He lives in Florida now, and it's a bitch to get stems from him. One hundred percent. Literally, like I probably would have dropped our joint album already, but there's one song I'm still waiting on. Damn. And he's had it written. Oh, you were telling me about this like a few weeks ago, actually. Shout out, Ricky. We love you. Send your verses. I don't know you too well, Ricky, but shout <laughs> no, out I was you. Playing. That's the gang, bro. And I'm happy we got to talk about him on this yeah, podcast because he doesn't get enough love. Yeah, true. Well, we already talked. We, we talked about how you found a passion for music early on in your age. Uh, when did you really find the passion for editing, or just like videography or just photography? So you do excellent work, I should say. It's excellent work. So when I was exploring music more and switching around colleges. Uh, eventually, my major became music composition for film and TV. Okay. Where? Uh, Berkeley College of Music over in Boston. I did their online program. All right. All right. So with my major, and like even before I switched to that major, I had taken film classes in college, like history of film and stuff. So like with my film class, or with my major, I had a lot of film classes. So like I just kind of picked up a camera one day and started doing it kind of get better at the music composition part because like i didn't have films to score so i was like i'll make my own films and score them so i kind of just like fell in love with film through that and that's when i started probably about two months after picking up the camera Mm -hmm. was the first video with will yeah were you one of those kids that like just made skits like when you were really young because i'm one of those kids yeah you can still go view it on nick nate sage but i that don't think I have video. Yes, it will. You said what? I don't think I have any like videos and stuff, but like I used to put on like plays and shit for like my family whenever they'd come over for like holidays or birthdays and stuff. <laughs> like I'd go as far as like go on the computer and design a little like playbill yeah. that had like my name, be like special thanks to mom, shit like that <laughs> on there. And like I'd print them off and give them to everyone. I'd like walk around with a little like rolly cart that had food on it and be like snack, snack. And then just go up there and do, like, probably the worst karaoke for a six-year-old could do. That's awesome. You've always had a passion for music, though. And you already touched on, like, playing instruments, but you played in the band as well, didn't you? Yep. Graduated from Carlson, was a part of their band for my whole time there. And then you went on to coach? Yeah, so I did. Yep. So I work with several of the schools down the river in teaching drumline. And then I also work for a nonprofit. (coughs) <coughs> teaching in the winter drumline which if any of you want to donate I will leave a link below in the description always good to donate to your nonprofit. yes sir so yeah so now I just kind of coach and that's kind of the thing I do on the side definitely doesn't pay bills she <laughs> said it doesn't pay bills <laughs> now that nonprofit's all volunteer hours that video rate pays the bills though Yes, it does. <laughs> if only more people would hit me up for videos. Shout out the Marauders, though, real quick. Although there are some artists I'm probably going to start working with soon that I've pitched videos to, like uh, Who Ate Cusco, The Dons, mm-hmm. Mason. It's the TAC family. Mm-hmm. TAC family. For real. Uh, you touched on college a little bit. You said it was an online program out of Boston, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you were telling me like a few weeks ago something about you were at Central Michigan, 
right? Yeah, so I had started at Central Michigan as a music education and music composition, like double major. Mm -hmm. And then I switched to, uh, and then I didn't like being so far away from home. So I switched to Eastern, and then I decided I didn't want to do education, and Eastern didn't have a composition program. So I switched again. And then went to Boston, rest is history, graduated from there yep. with what degree? Bachelor's. All right, for sure. Congratulations, I should say. So I'm <laughs> one you. semester away from uh, being done, too. I'm Ooh, excited. Almost congratulations. Yeah, for real. Uh, you ta you talked about him a little bit, Colton. What's your relationship like with Colton? You know, when did you guys really meet each other? When did you guys start pitching business ideas to to each <coughs> other? And then, if you want to go into Camp Currency and what's coming up for uh, Camp Currency next year in 2023, well, I should say this year because when this drops, it'll be 2023. But yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I met Colton filming Will's video because like Will was tapped into Currency already. Shout out Colton. <coughs> Shout out Currency. And I was like, I'm going to call this dude. And I was like, we're going to get a shirt from him. And, like, he's going to sponsor the video. And I was like, dope. So, like, Colton pulls up, and he's, like, the only other. <coughs> <coughs> I don't know. what. <laughs> what's wrong with you, dude? Dude, it's just this awful cough. It's all drainage. You've had it for a week? Go hit the sauna, dude. That brother got cold. What, what gym do you work out at? Planet Fitness. Oh, they don't have a sauna, do they? No. Oh, that's. You might have to switch your membership. Stuff. Maybe. Go go hit a sauna somewhere. <laughs> Hell yeah. I have a hot tub in my garage. That should do the trick, too. There you go. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> Colton was tagging along on the Pick It Up video. Yep. And uh, we go to Applebee's after. We're all just chilling and talking. And then maybe, like, later that afternoon after we all went home, Colton hits me up and he's like, you want to shoot photos for my clothing brand? And I was like, dope. And, like, we linked up. And this was still me not even, like, knowing how my camera works. So, like, we went to Carlson for, like, shots at night. What year is this? 2020. Uh, no, 2019. Pick so it like, up video was 2020. When was COVID? 2020. No, because we shot in November. It was still... So, 2019. No, it was still 2020, but it was November 2020. When we had been under lockdown? No, we weren't. Not at that point. Oh, that might have been when stuff was easing up. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we went out, shot the Pick It Up video, uh, November 2020. And, like, we're at Carlson one day doing photos and stuff. And, like, I have no clue how my camera works. So, like, I'm still shooting in automatic. And, like, I'm getting these, like, weird things where, like, the shutter was on so long. So, like, there was, like, a delay in, like, long exposure effects. And I had no clue what those was. And I was like, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what this is, but it's kind of dope as fuck. <laughs> <coughs> and, like, those were really some dope photos. And, like, I was, like, I didn't even feel comfortable, like, charging Colton. Like, I think he did pay me. Anyway, <laughs> so we were um, we were at Carlson. I was, like, I don't even want to charge you. He's, like, nah, these are dope. And, like, he used them. And then, like, we've linked up multiple times since then. And we're at the point where, like, I'm pretty much his main photographer. I was, like, we just kind of have that, like, click where, like, he likes my style. And, like, he knows what to do with my photos and, like, how they're going to turn out. So Camp Currency comes about. Real quick, with that, though, with the Camp Currency, that at Applebee's, yep. after we filmed the video, I think that was the birthplace of us talk, like you two talking about it. And we were, because we were talking about Siren Fest a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then he was talking about wanting to do an event. And he said Camp Currency, that was the first time I yeah, heard Camp Currency. Yeah, he had Currency. mentioned at that Applebee's dinner that um, 
He this talked. was in 2020 when you yeah. said, "Yeah, wow." So it, that was a it's been an good idea for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and like it's something I've pushed for too a lot. But like we had talked about him wanting to do camp currency, and like we talked about me setting up Siren Fest, which mm-hmm. was like our first event. It was Shut my up, first Siren time on the stage, and Mine, yeah. Will's second. Yeah. So um, I set up Siren Fest in like less than a month, and that shit was a huge success. Bro, it went. It would. It, we were just. We had talked about we were all coming out with new music, you, me, and Ricky, and then we had a group called Trios who isn't together mm-hmm. anymore, featuring HBRD One. Yeah. Then we had a bunch of opening acts, and it was Casey the Illis pulled up and did a set, like a quick like ten minute set. We had a, a lot of talent on that stage, and it was we were just chilling as crib where we used to record music and we were like bro let's put something together Dude, yeah so, there was one point there was probably a good like 60 to 70 people in there yeah and like this whole night i was expecting like 10 people there most yeah so siren fest and camp currency were an idea at the same time but they were no put, they were too, so like or, siren fest had happened first <laughs> siren fest had happened in uh november night uh 2019 yeah so siren fest okay, was so like, like a, a year, year after, before yeah. okay so like a year so after we were, is when i meet Cole. we had talked okay, to him okay. about siren fest and talked like we were talking about that event and yeah. then it kind of led into talking about camp currency okay okay yeah yeah so we had talked about it at that applebee's dinner and then like years go by and like me and Colton had other projects like magazine we worked on together. Mm-hmm. That was also talked about during that Apple piece too. <laughs> yeah. So like we had other stuff we had worked on together and the and like I throughout them had mentioned like, hey, we should look into this again. And he's just like, I'm not big enough yet. Yeah. So like we planned that in a few months and uh I think it was probably about four or five months mm-hmm. worth of planning, which was not enough. I was like, I wanted three months just for marketing. <laughs> but uh I mean, you guys got that now, though. We got that now. We had a whole year to work on stuff yeah. and, like, lots of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Camp Currency was a huge success. It was a huge success. Also, nonprofit. That's that's what makes yes. it even cooler. The first event, we were not yet nonprofit, but we are now a nonprofit, and that's sweet. Yeah. What do you expect for the next one? For the next one, we expect probably just as big, if not a bigger turnout. Mm-hmm. The VFW, where it's happening, I grew up with. I grew up going there every... They had a Christmas event there that I would always go to. The church I went to growing up would always do events there. So the fact that there's an actual event that's going to help a bunch of downriver artists get bigger there is so, like, fucking awesome to me. Yeah, and that was the big thing, too, with us starting Camp Currency was we wanted it to be a community thing. Yeah. Which is, like, the main... Like, because the nonprofit was originally my idea. mm -hmm. And I was like, Colton, this is, like, a great way because, like, this is what you want to do. And, like, more stuff going on in his life. And he's like, yeah, I want to start doing more with charity work. So, like, that's the cool thing about, like, the biggest thing I learned from working with Colton is just kind of, like, that community focus. Cause, like giving back, dude. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. feels good, you know? It feels I know. Good. And it's not even just that, but, like, it's just, like, the work ethic and seeing, like, how he's grown his company is, like, it's very it's locally fair. targeted. Mm-hmm. Like, he wants to make stuff for this community yeah. at, like, this level. Like, because being, like, in this industry, like music and stuff, we want to go viral. Yeah. It's like, that's how we're able to like make good income and do this for a living mm-hmm. is like the more people we reach. Yeah. But like for him, it's not like that. It's like, he doesn't want to be the next Gucci. Yeah, he's yeah. for the people. Man. Yeah. I know he's making streetwear like for the people on the streets, not for like people living in penthouse suites. Like it's cool. Like we have, it was a bar. Lions play. That was a bar. He rhymed. Not making it, uh, making it for the people on the streets, not for the people in the presidential suite. <laughs> That's a bar. All right, that is a bar. That is a bar. 
Shout Dude, out, Col- shout creative out mind. It's just going twenty four seven. I'm telling bar. you. Yeah. But um, so no, so like he's community driven, and like that's just something like completely changed how I work and like how I work with other artists too. Like, it's just such like he's just such like a well rounded individual, like mm-hmm. human being. Like he wants to do good. Yeah, he is like a really good energy, mm-hmm. spiritual type of person. I'd say. Yeah. I was like, even if we stopped working on like business projects together, he's he's it's, a brother. It's still a lifelong friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're just coming down to the quick hitters. I really want to know: Do you ever get like a creator's block or like a creative block? Dude, and if you all do, the time. how do you overcome it? So, a lot of times it's uh, it's just me getting in my own head and thinking, overthinking things. Sometimes it's just kind of being stuck. Like, not just creatively, but, like, in your life. Like, I'm a big Simpsons fan, so, like, that's what I fall asleep to every night. And, like, I get in these habits of watching, like, those comfort shows. Yeah. And then eventually I'm like, I should probably watch something new so, like, I'm inspired again. So, like, it's just kind of having that fuel for, like, the creative mind, finding different influences, finding new influences, I should say. You just find yourself in, like, the same, like, repetitive, like, every day, just going through the motions type of deal you're saying. So, like, whenever I feel like I can't do anything, like, if I'm writing songs... Like, I'll switch what kind of type beats I'm searching up and do something I haven't done in a while or never done before, mm-hmm. which is kind of why I have a lot of diversity in my music. I think in uh, mine and Ricky's tape, you're going to see that a lot. Yep. I was like, we go from everything from, like, R&B to trap to, like, soft shit. Side A is going to be, like, the more softer side, and so- side B is going to be a lot harder, a lot more bars. There you go. For sure. Well, what do you think your biggest weakness is? Biggest weakness? There's I, always room for improvement. Someone's gotta have like, mic gotta, skills. Yeah. Apparently, you gotta have a weakness, dude. I, I mean, I have so many weaknesses. I have that. Th- <laughs> Let's start with music. I have that thing where like I hate my own voice. Like even just hearing this in the headphones, I fucking hate yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was like, I don't too. mind when I'm talking, but like when I can hear mm. myself talk, I hate it. Yeah, I was like, so for me, that was a big roadblock in like judging if my music was good or not. Do you record with where you can hear yourself? Sometimes, so... Some, I didn't mean to get off topic or oh, off no, track. Oh, no, it's I'm, a good cause, question. Because I used to not like it. I have to do it. And now I feel like I kind like kind of need to. It depends on what I'm doing. So, like, if I'm, like, just flowing and, like, rapping and shit, like, nah, I, I don't need it. But, like, if I'm singing or something, I got to hear, like, I crank that auto-tune all the way up, and I'm like, am I hitting these pitches? Yeah. At least close enough to what I want them? And then, like, Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it depends on what I'm doing. Back to your biggest weakness, though. Oh, I yeah. Believe. So, like, hating my voice was, like, a big setback in, like, the music side of things. Mm-hmm. Just because I didn't, like, a lot of my strides and mixing come from, like, mixing Will stuff. Because, I, like, I like listening to his music. We and Ricky. will. So, um, music side, yeah, mostly just not liking my voice. Uh, video stuff, I'm a... I'm pretty much, like, an introvert until you get to know me. Mm-hmm. So, like, meeting new clients and, like, pitching ideas is kind of rough for me. Because, like, I could, like, I come up with these sweet ideas, but I'm like, are they going to like it? Do I, should I tell them? Or do they come to you with other ideas that they had for it, too? So you got to, like, find that happy medium well, to collaborate with each other? That's usually me. I was like, I'm probably never shooting someone else's idea again. I was going to say, you like having full creative control, right? I know. That's how you get the best thing. Because, like, when I see the vision for the music video and it's, like, my vision, 
it's not just that cool idea, but like I know how to execute it. I was like, that was a big thing with chances is I was like, we showed up to record that day and I was like, we need this, this and this. And I was like, I had it all planned out. But yeah, like, Chance was like, yes, sir, yes, oh, sir, yes, sir. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had I had that boy running out of breath. The, I was like, there was like four of them in that just one sentence right there. All right, let's, let's chill out. <laughs> oh, my God. We should have did the drinking game. <laughs> oh, we'd be plastered. Oh, God. But um, so, no. So, uh, yeah, having that full creative control and being like, all right, I need you to do this so I can have this shot. Because, like, when you start trying to shoot other people's ideas, it's a lot of, like, that's not how I envisioned it in my head. It's and like bumping. in my yeah, in like my head, I was like, we bump heads all the time, Will. Yeah. And it's like I get that's not what's in your head, but like this is how it's gonna turn out when I do the effects you're wanting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, it's not gonna turn out exactly, but like this is as close as it's gonna get while still making it look good. Yeah. Because a lot of times like I could go and make it look like it's in their head, but that looks like shit. So I just have to go. So I like I go in and try and do it close, but make it slightly better. I just want to say, you've worked with two different people for music videos, and both of chances you have full creative control. So he's literally only talking about me. <laughs> I was picking that up already. Yeah. <laughs> Pick it up. It just hit. Pick it up. Oh, yeah, we there we go. There we now. go. All right, next one. What are your like favorite genres of music? Like you said, your music's really versatile. You listen to a lot of different things. You try to record a lot of different things different sounds what would you say your like three favorite genres or something like that? oh god that's so hard i was like because i would literally grew up on everything like from like old old school country to like 80s hair bands your freaking playlist on like, your car dude yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like i could pull up my main playlist i'm listening to right now and like it'll range everything from like rise against to like the band Camino to Metro Boomin's new album. Yeah. Taylor Swift. Taylor, yeah. Taylor Swift is on there, her but new yeah. album. But um, yeah, so like everything. If I had to pick like a top three though that are my favorite, Trap is probably at the top. I was like a good like R&B soul trap, mm-hmm. trap soul, that kind of beat. Black Bear, by far my favorite. Chase Atlantic. Uh, second would probably be either like Pop Punk and then third would probably be either like, I don't know if you'd count film scores, but like that classical kind of film score sound, or uh, if you don't, pop, like acoustic pop music. All right, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The mm-hmm. acoustic pop. Um, if you could make a collab album with any artist in the music industry, who would that be and why? That's so hard. I was like, can I give two answers? Yeah. Sure. All right. So first answer on like a local level. So like something that could happen within like the next like few years. Probably either uh, Huey Cusco. Just because like I feel like we'd have some interesting like diversity. Not like diversity, but like that versati- versatility on the album. Yeah. Where we could switch genres a lot. Yeah. And do a lot of different sounds. Or Mason great just because i fucking love her voice and like i feel like we could blend on some tracks that was the last episode you're talking tac i was talking like any art that was was gonna be my second answer yeah so my second like biggest that like end game for like my music career the last album i'd have to drop i can guess it is it dead or alive no or it should be alive alive Alive? i know who it is that's hard like it wouldn't be able to be possible if, (laughs) if they were dead yeah probably 
if it was dead, it would be XXX Tentacion for sure. But alive, probably, probably Black Bear. Oh wow, I was wrong. Just because he's like my favorite artist, and like I feel like we can make some good, diverse, like interesting stuff. There's some other artists that like I would love to have a collab album with, like Eminem, but like. I just don't feel like a full Eminem album with us together is like yeah. moves. We could do some cool stuff like he does with Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. I was like, but like a full album, I was like, I don't know if it's needed. Yeah, I thought I, mean, I thought you were gonna say Eminem or The Weeknd. That's who I was. The Weeknd would be, a cool would be album dope. Too. Yeah, The Weeknd would be dope. All right, mm-hmm. so I was like, if you had to, no, if if you had to pick five dinner guests, dead or alive, to sit at your table, who would you pick and why? Who are the five? <sighs> this is hard. I love this question. This is my favorite question on every podcast. I, I know you ask this so often, and I've been thinking about it, but, like... I know. Who would I want to eat dinner with? Like, because, like... It's not even that. It's just, like, having a conversation at the dinner I know. Table, like, much, what am I going to benefit from, though? Or who do I just want to talk to? It could it be, be, like... Anyone a, ranging from your family to artists to... Actors. You know, actors, comedians, athletes, like, anything, Influencers, yeah, anything. anything, yeah. I mean... Politicians. It could be anybody. I know I, I gave him shit for this, but I'd probably want Kanye at my table. Not <laughs> not 2023 Kanye. Shout out, PJ. you saying, like, but the like, college dropout Kanye? Not even that. <laughs> just probably Life of Pablo or earlier. I miss the old Kanye. That's a good song. Yes, it is. I was like, so probably like anything before Life of Pablo, before like he completely went crazy. You want 808s and Heartbreak, Kanye. Dude, that is my favorite, Kanye. <laughs> 808s and Heartbreak was a huge influence on me. Yeah. Well, that's one. There's one. So Kanye, uh, probably Mac Miller, for sure. I think everybody, almost everybody has said Mac. Yeah. It's That's hard. a good answer, though. Yeah. I was like, it's hard not to like want Mac Miller. Like, you've seen the music he drops, and like, he's definitely one. Of the, I if I do a full album with Mac, if he was alive. That's another one. There you go. So there's uh, two. Two. I'd probably do. Hmm, maybe like Quentin Tarantino. Oh. I was like, yeah, probably. Uh, Danny Elfman. Okay, there's four. I was like, just the way he like he composes music and watching some of like his interviews and I'm like master classes and stuff. I'm like, so glad you explained who he was because I, I had no idea. He does film music. <laughs> All right, cool. He did the Simpsons theme. Okay. He did pretty much any Tim Burton. He's the singing voice of Jack in Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. So he's pretty iconic in pop culture. Yeah, he also has an old band called Oingo Boingo. Oh, I know that. Which, if you ever watched the movie, he did Weird Science. Weird Science. Okay, yes. I was like, if if I played you the song, you would know. But, um, yeah, so Danny Elfman. uh, Do I need one more? Yep. Can I give a cheesy answer? Sure. Whatever you want. My future wife. There you go. Bars. I was like, I got to earn those points before I even meet her. Facts. Uh, if you could shoot a music video for anyone, who would that be and why? I mean, minus the artists at TAC that I've been pitching videos no, I'm to. I'm saying like all time. All could time. Be dead or alive. Anybody. 
I probably want to shoot an Eminem video before I die. Eminem, reach out to this guy. That's one of the goats right there. We're on 8 Mile right now. Yes, sir. We are right off 8 Mile. Uh, Favorite album with no skips? No skips? Start to finish, your favorite album. I have a couple no skips albums. Do I have to pick my favorite or... Yeah. You can do a couple. No, you're stranded on an island. You can only listen to one oh, album okay. for the rest of your life. What album is that going to be? I didn't know it was that serious. Damn. You no skips. I mean, it's hard because, like, Metro Boomin's new album's No Skips for me. I was like, Oxymoron by Schoolboy Q is a No Skips. Uh, Blurry Face by 21 Pilots is No Skips. That's a great album. Mm-hmm. Had to pick one though, it'd probably be Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Wow. I really like that answer. I was like, I won't lie, that's pro- that's my favorite Kendrick project. Yeah. And so many people give me shit for that too. Kendrick I can see on why, but that would be that would be a good album. I was like, I just remember like it dropping and like hearing all those songs on there and then like all the rumors that like if you play it backwards it changes the meaning of all the songs. Yeah. And then Ke- Kendrick drops the same album backwards. I was like <laughs> Damn, I was like, it's... Ah, ah. <laughs> Kendrick, come on a fucking podcast, I was bro. like, just all the meaning in there, and, like, I'd watch, like, people with doctorate degrees from, like, mm-hmm. prestigious universities break down his lyrics and, like, the rhyme structure. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was just so much detail and thought that went into that album. I no, was wonder, like, no wonder it takes him five years to come out. He's on. insane. Nah, dude. But for real, though, if I could sit down with Kendrick and just pick his brain for, like, Kung 20 Kenny. minutes... I got oh a theory God. about Kendrick's so sick. I got a theory about Cole and Kendrick where they kind of take turns, like being like running the rap game. Like Cole would come out with an album, Kendrick's in the vault making his shit. Kendrick will come back and drop an album, and then J Cole kind of goes back in the vault. And it's like they give each other their own time to shine, and then they take turns just like running rap. This is like super off topic, but have you guys ever seen the TikTok that's like Jay Z has never been the greatest rapper of all time? And it, like, goes into detail on, like, album sales and all, like, this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, from his first album to, like, now, he's never had, like, the best-selling rap album or been, like, the most streamed artist. It's always been, like, Biggie, Pac, or other artists. Yeah. So they're, like, I don't know why he's on everyone's GOAT list when he's, he's never been. And I was, like, I think all what? you, I think Hove's all, in my top five. <laughs> Hove's I was, in like, my, Hove's up there. Hove's in my top five, too. But, like, I think... Stuff like that, you look at the guys that were beating him. Look at guys' names that you just said. Biggie, Tupac, Eminem, Drake, Kanye West. But another thing is the longevity that his career... And wouldn't it, what, 96? I'm saying he's still rapping I, now, That's what though. I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying so 96 like, We don't see that Dude, very often. Yeah, I know, and it's crazy, because like, you look at like Eminem, who's still dropping number one albums without no marketing, crazy. no nothing, and like people are like, trash. I was like... Can you go number one without telling anyone you're dropping an album? I can tell you right now, no. I was yeah, like, I literally don't think album. there's anyone else that could just drop an album and they go number one without saying anything. J. Cole, Kendrick, and Drake could. Uh, if, you no. wanna, if you're going outside of rap, there's a few. Because see, like, no, but you got to remember, you can't tell anyone. Yeah. Taylor Swift. J. Cole, Taylor Swift could too, but I'm Ariana still Grande. Right, maybe Taylor Swift could. I'll give you that one. I don't think Ariana Grande could. Post Malone? No. No, his it, last dude, album the only, bombed. It, like I said, J. Cole, Kendrick, and Drake, they could all drop without saying a word, and they would go number one within, like, the first week. Harry Styles. Maybe. 
Harry Styles, maybe. Those like if you're talking pop music, they have those cult. I'm followings. just saying, like <laughs> as a, as a, as like just music as a whole. There's like five or six, seven people that can realistically drop an album. Without All right, but with the word. longevity. Yeah. No. No. I'm not saying. I was like, like, who can span across three different? Wait, are we in the fourth, third? Because he's 99. So. 90s, zeros, tens, and twenties. So we're in the fourth decade where he's still dropping number one albums. Yeah, and that, and, and what I was gonna say was all those guys that I'm referencing, like Cole, Kendrick, Drake, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, whoever, they're all relevant now. Yeah, Eminem, when apparently he was relevant, was supposed to be like 10, 15 years ago, maybe longer, f- farther back, Dude, and he's yeah. still dropping number one. I know it's everyone hates on Eminem and like. Eminem is in my top five. He's definitely top five for me. He's not in my personal favorite top five. No, he's not my personal favorite. Like, yeah, he's in my top five of like just like lyrical ability. But see, people don't even like like his lyrical ability, and like he doesn't get credit for like the influence he had on it. Yeah, I was like, because he's definitely part of the reason like you have rappers like Jeezy and shit, other Mm -hmm. white rappers. But um, not just that. He's the reason there's a parental advisory sticker on albums. I was like, that is literally so fucking huge. Really? And I don't think, yeah. They sued over that. the Marshall Mathers LP, too. Oh, It was I like it was, a parents yeah. association. I really thought it was going to be like NWA or some shit. NWA was another album listed in the lawsuit. Oh, okay. But like Marshall Mathers LP was relatively like the newest at the time of the lawsuit. Yeah. Around, I think, 2002. Okay. But yeah, that was crazy, which... I won't claim to be a historian. Those facts could be very off. Don't quote me on any of this. <laughs> Shout out Slim. Come but on yeah. the pod. All right. One of the final questions. If you had a gun to your head and in order to stay alive, you had to sing every lyric to a song, what song would that be? And I already know what you're going to do. If you say one of your songs, you've watched all these podcasts where people I, uh, have tried to do that. So Actually, there's plenty of my songs. I'd fuck up the lyrics right now. Same here. But, um... It that it have to be an Eminem song. It'd probably be either like Rap God or Love the Way You Lie. Hold on a second. You are trusting your life on Rap to God. Sing rap God. I would trust my life with Rap God. I'm gonna call Cap. I don't think you understand you how big of right an Eminem now? fan I was. Can you do it right Why now? Why would you lie on that, our just podcast? That fast part. That's messed up. Please, please try to do it right okay. now. Yeah. And don't call. I'm out of yeah, I was call. like, I'm gonna fucking die. Yeah, but uh, right in the water. Go ahead. I'm just drinking this shit. Do uh, some of the, yeah. <laughs> Dude, if you, wait, I need to pull up the lyrics just to watch this. Bro, you realize you have to be like this to fucking read the lyrics, though? I can pull, no, I don't Boy, is your print, like, that. size 20,000? Eminem, rap, guys, yes. fast part, lyrics. Because uh, it starts off with the, uh, what's the group called? Jabberwockies? No. He in it plays the Samalama Dumalama. JJ Fad. We're JJ Fad and we're here to But didn't Jabberwockies like do a song like a video? It's JJ Fad's thing though. Oh, okay. But didn't the Jabberwockies do some Supersonic? Shit? That's the name of the song. Supersonic. That, oh, okay. That's the JJ Fad song. All right, I got it. Ready? I'm gonna cough, but uh, oh, I thought you were talking about like the group dancing in the video. No, I just that long. Yeah. But didn't the Jabberwockies do a fucking maybe video with Eminem? I think. All right, let's see if I can do it. Yeah. Some of them are you assume I'm a human, what I have to do to get through the I'm superhuman, invading and made rubber, so anything you say is ricocheting off of me, and how good are you? I'm never... Oh. You know what that means? Never demonstrating, over estimating. You had it. Oh, I had I'm it. Devastating but, more than ever demonstrating. But just Can real quick, you know what that would have happened in real life? That would have been <laughs> shot. 
Yeah, you're dead. Yeah, you are this dead. This guy's got a boy. <laughs> Demonstrating more than ever, demonstrating how to give a motherfucker nonsense to feel like it's levitating, never fading, and know the haters forever waiting for the day to see if fell off, they'd be celebrating. Because there's no way to get motivated and make elevated music. Make elevated music. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't finish that. You're getting. Hey, <laughs> like, real quick though. Respect. If I wasn't sick, it'd be a lot better. Respect. I promise. I, I Even respect, if I died. Respect the shit out of you for saying that song. Because when, when he said Eminem. It popped in my head, rap god, and I was like, "Is he really?" Gonna? And then he says it, and I was just like, "Wait, hold up." Well, yeah, I mean, he broke like, his own record on that with uh, Godzilla. Could you do Godzilla? No, that's a good song. It's a good song, but like, I don't know. For me personally, I feel like if Juice and Eminem did a song together while Juice was alive, it'd be a lot better. I agree. They but like done that like a song is hard. Song Cole Bennett music video, that shit's hard, dude. If we're talking about hard music videos, the Nat video for yeah. Eminem is way underappreciated. And I love My seeing Eminem. Cole Bennett video. I love seeing Eminem work with Cole and stuff and start working with That's the younger sweet. generation. It's so dope. See, and people say he's not relevant, but here we go. Like Anderson Pac, Young Ma, all on his last album. Don Tolliver was on. Don Tolliver, yeah. yeah. Actually, speaking of which. Young M.A., her verse on the Eminem album, it's probably the only time I think I've heard Eminem out-rapped on his own song. By Young M.A.? That verse she does on uh, whatever song that is, is probably one of my favorites. I'm going to be honest, that's a bold statement. That is a bold. I, though, I do think Anderson, Anderson Park comes close on his collab with Eminem on the album, too. Anderson Park is just different, though. He is. I was like, hit, they go bar for bar on that one. Where it's like pretty evenly matched, but I do think Young May has the better verse. Wow, it's it's a hot take. I won't lie. That's that's dope. And, and no offense to Young May, but like, I mean, there's so many other guys that I would put in my head. Like if they just, I thought it was Young Ma. Is it Young Is Ma? Is it Young Ma? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not really tapped into her catalog. Exactly like, though. Well, she has that one song. And this dude saying she outran, she outran a few of her songs. Dude, no, I had no clue who she was until I heard that album. Really? Mm-hmm. And like, then I went and listened to her, and like, "Bleed" by her is one of my favorite, which is why I say "Young M A" because she's like, "Uh, my name Young M A. Make sure that M and A is M and M and A is capital," and that's why I think like "Young M A." It might be. I don't know to be honest with you because yeah. I've heard both. But you didn't know, I call her Stephanie, I call her Hefene. Nope. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't, didn't know, know that. that? No. Wow. All right, well, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Ooh. 10 years? <sighs> Probably back as another guest on this podcast. Let's hope. I was like, yeah, that'd be I put sick. a lot of work into this shit, it better be going in 10 years. <laughs> I mean, but, the uh, way this whole business is uh, progressing over the last few years, it's... Looking pretty promising, to be honest, to say the least. Just, bro, just take a fucking chance, man. Take a chance. We did. And look how good it's going so far. Well, you got any shout outs or uh, social media handles you want to shout out real quick? Mm -hmm. Uh, Rare.img, Rare Rare Image, pretty much on everything. Uh, D Gilliam Media on different platforms. Mm -hmm. D Gilliam Photography, too. Uh, Yeah, D Gilliam Photos on Instagram. D Gilliam Media on Instagram as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lots of tags. Oh, but back to the 10 years question. For real, probably uh, here with Take a Chance, still doing stuff with you guys. And then I want to have, like, the financial comfortability to be do, like, weird projects. Like What, what kind of weird projects? Like, there's a bunch of, like, short films and, like, TV shows, 
like animation cartoons and stuff do, I want to do. Do you ever want to get into like directing movies or TV shows? Like, do you see that in the future, in the long term? Yeah, I definitely want to expand and direct a lot more. I was like, I've had a couple uh, like short film ideas, which I'll actually pitch one of them to you guys after because I think you might find it cool. Be on the lookout for that. But uh, yeah, so like I want to be directing more for sure, doing more with music, and then doing more with. Uh, Nonprofits and communities as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I just want to give you your flowers before we send you off. Um, like I said, I don't want you to think that your work goes undervalued or underappreciated here because it is excellent work. It's been a pleasure working with you, really get to getting to know you, getting to sit down and do this. Uh, really made things uh, more inspiring for me, to be honest with yeah. you. I'm ready to just keep pushing and keep grinding, stay consistent and well, hopefully we'll see this shit take off eventually. So. Yeah. Um, I don't need, I mean, there's a, I could say a lot. We've been through a lot in this music shit and it's, I said it earlier today when we were chilling in the studio, like it's, it was so, it's so weird for me seeing the two guys that have helped me a shit ton in music and it became like close friends of mine. And then my best friend from first grade and we're all working together. It's just, it's so crazy to me. And Dev, I've, I've told you before, but like, everything you've done for me is very appreciated and uh i think i this goes without saying that y'all are going to be hearing a lot from this dude this year and uh i'm very excited to see where it goes and as a business partner as a co-worker as a friend i'm very proud of you and i'm excited to see what you how you keep going and man and it's it's been fun so far to be a part of this ride thank you and i'm really looking forward to the rest of it well, I want to give one last shout-out to Centaur Slots for making this whole podcast possible. Uh, without you, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now, and I love doing this, so thank you so much. Thank you so much. Shout-out Currency Clothing, too. Oh, shout-out yeah, Currency yeah, yeah. Clothing. Yeah, we I was like, Camp that. Currency, I was like, I got to shout those out, too. Yeah, yeah for yeah. real. Uh, shout-out my little sister, Two Paintings, beautiful. Check out her Instagram. They will be linked below. Try to buy some paintings. You can, you can cop some new shit. Did you want to do a blue wall? I'll probably do a blue wall. All right. Well, Be ready for that. You guys will see that the following day after this drops. And uh, without further ado, I am signing off because it is time to do a blue wall. Yeah. Eight, to, eight down, million to go. Good episode, y'all. Comment, like, subscribe on all pla- or on YouTube. Uh, all the accounts will be linked in the description. So we'll see you guys uh, next Sunday. Peace. We will.